For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Hey, everybody. On today's show, we're going to explore last quarter, Facebook use was up despite what we hear from a lot of people. Is it up again? Is that still the case? Also, some important updates with Facebook ads, an AI feature on Facebook that I could believe could backfire on us, and some key Facebook Reels updates as well. My name is Jerry Potter, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a production of Social Media Examiner. We break down the latest news from social media and what it means for marketers like you. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. This week, we're joined by Allie Bloyd, host of the Marketing Inc. podcast and founder of Allie Bloyd Media, a leading training and consultancy for small businesses that specializes in social advertising. Allie, welcome back to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Always happy to be here. So Meta did their big Q1 earnings call, which is primarily done to make the company look good. There's definitely a lot of PR spinning happening there, but we can kind of you know read through that. So what were the things that came out of that that we should know about as marketers? Yeah, I think one big thing is that they are saying that usage is up. So that is up across Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, about 5% year over year. And, you know, a lot of people would typically assume maybe it's WhatsApp or maybe it's Instagram, but Facebook's active daily users are up as well. So people are continuing to use the platforms really heavily. That's always great. A couple of additional things. I think most people have probably observed this. People are using Reels a lot more heavily. So Reels has continued to be a focus of the Instagram platform as well as the Facebook platform. They're really trying to kind of boost that on the Facebook side particularly. But the Reels that have been shared have doubled over the last six months. So Mm. shares to Reels are a pretty important metric in terms of how well they are performing as well as saves. So in terms of trying to increase your reach, things like that on the reels that you're creating, definitely look for things that would be shareable or savable and, you know, even utilize that in your call to action. So more than 20% of the content that you're seeing in your feed on Instagram right now is actually being recommended by AI. So the AI element is another thing that they mentioned pretty heavily in the call. That's, you know, a big focus for them, AI and the metaverse. They kind of reinforced that but they are really trying to let AI determine what you're seeing in your feed. It's not just going to be people that you're following. So that 20% is being recommended outside of those that you are following based on what they think you would be most interested in, in terms of, you know, the things that you're stopping and watching a little bit longer, the things that you're engaging with or that you might be searching for. So those are a couple of things. Also definitely talked about Advantage Plus shopping campaigns. 
Those are up seven times in the last six months. So that type of campaign is a little bit more flexible. It needs fewer inputs and basically a way for you to kind of let AI take your campaign and, you know, run with it a little bit, do more testing with less user effort, essentially. So the ad impressions and price per ad looks like they ad impressions increased about 26%. So, you know, a couple of things there could be that it's because users are up, but users are up only about 5%. So that means that they are showing a lot more advertising in the feed. And that is something that I have personally seen, particularly on Instagram. I am seeing much larger chunk of my feed consumed by advertising. So typically that's not an awesome thing. Advertisers definitely want their ads to be seen. We want impressions to be up, but they have to walk this very fine line between overloading people with ads. Otherwise the user experience goes down. People spend less time on the platforms, which at the end of the day really hurts the, you know, the platform and the advertisers themselves. So while the impressions are going up, the cost per ad is going down by about 17%, which again is a pretty clear correlation. You know, you are going to decrease the ad cost by reducing, I guess, the number of pieces of content that are in the feed compared to those that are, are ads. So advertisers mm-hmm. are getting more impressions. So you're allowing that cost per ad to decrease. But again, is that actually going to be beneficial for advertisers in terms of sales? Because people may start to just kind of tune out things that look like ads, which overall, I would say, you know, blend in to stand out, try and make your content look like content, you know, and that can work very well. Obviously, there's still a, a really great place for content that looks like an ad. But I think maybe trying to test both of those is going to be great because I pay attention to my own behavior regarding advertising on these platforms. And I definitely have seen myself consuming content that is advertising that I didn't realize was advertising when I started watching the video, Mm -hmm. which I think is a great thing. You know, if you can hook people in to just get them interested in the content, then start talking about their problems and the solutions. That's going to be a good way to combat that, but will be interesting to see if that trend continues because I don't think it's sustainable really. Yeah, I've found myself the same way and especially in reels where I'm watching something and then I'm like, wait, sponsored? (laughs) I almost feel like I got duped, but that is great from a marketing perspective. And I love that you brought up the number of ads on Instagram and Instagram stories. I feel like I'm seeing it a lot too. And Facebook stories where I can't get through more than a one or two people. And then it's like, here's another ad, here's another ad. And obviously they have to make money, but at some point, and they can track all this, the consumer time on the platform is going to go down for sure if they push it too far. So it'll be interesting to see YouTube just started doing something where they are charging a premium for certain positions. And I've never seen Facebook do this, but it would be a great way for them to go. So like in the shorts feed on YouTube, which is like the Facebook reels feed, you can pay extra to be the first sponsored reel that they see. Yeah. So that means you're going to reach a lot more people. And when I worked in radio and TV, that was always a premium is either to be the first or the last one in a commercial For sure. uh, pod. And so Facebook could certainly do that same thing. And then I wanted to ask you too, you, know, you mentioned that they said 20% of the feed 
now for everybody should be that unconnected distribution or that recommended content. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's gone up for me in the last few weeks. Are you seeing, you feel like that's about accurate, 20% or so every fifth post-ish? I do. And it's something I noticed even before I went into, you know, the details of the call for the earnings report. So in some ways, I do think that that's a good thing. It has allowed me to follow new people that I didn't previously follow that I probably Mm -hmm. would have never, ever found their content otherwise. But I think what that means for people that are using the platforms is be aware of what you're engaging with. Be aware of what you are searching for because let's say you're doing audience research, you're a marketer, you know, you're researching certain things on your own personal profile, you're going to end up seeing a lot more things that are like that. So maybe just do the audience research or the content research on the profile for the business, you know, where it is related, maybe not on your (laughs) personal, because that could potentially cause one fifth of your user experience to be less relevant to you and less enjoyable overall. Quickly too. I sometimes will have an extra profile on some platforms where just for research, you know, just kind of look up something for somebody I'm working with. And Mm -hmm. you could sit there and search stuff for five minutes. And the next day you're like, why am I only seeing this now? Absolutely. And then a couple more things that came out of their earnings call. They talked about the whole metaverse thing, which there was this story recently where they said they were moving away from that. And we were like, wow, they've put so much into that. And so they dismissed that as rumor. Is that kind of what came from that? Yeah, they just reinforced that AI and the metaverse is what they plan on focusing on. Obviously, we have seen on the consumer level a tremendous amount of advancement recently with ChatGPT and then other AI platforms that are using the open AI to really just bring this front and center pretty quickly, in all honesty, not just you know on the consumer side, but obviously us as marketers were very, very interested in AI, it seems, compared to your typical person. So I think they're going to be doubling down on that. They even talked about having AI support agents, which, you know, their support is already so terrible. I don't see how AI could make it any worse. Hopefully it would be better. I guess that's yet to be seen. Yeah, I think from the support side, it's all about trust. As long as the person knows they're not communicating with a human, it's fine if they start trying to fake it. Or if we start doing that with our clients, I think that's when it becomes dangerous. I could see some scenarios where AI was better, though. Yeah. I was on chat with my cable company yesterday complaining about a charge that shouldn't have been on my bill. And he was like, hey, while I look into this, have you looked into our mobile service? And then he's trying to sell me a cell yeah. phone package. I'm like, dude, I'm here complaining. I am not in the mood to give you more money. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. No, but you know what? I do think that that's true. So, I mean, I've just tried to test AI as much as I can to see how much of the information is accurate versus inaccurate. But when it really comes to the support side, I think that because it's going to have access to really all of the documentation from Meta on all of these different things, hopefully they have a lot of troubleshooting documentation, you would believe that the AI would be more educated on the issues that are taking place, the potential solutions. Um, I think all of us have seen It's not just hard to get a hold of them most of the time uh, if you don't have an account rep that you're working with, and even sometimes when you do, but you don't get the right answers so much of the time. They're just simply wrong. So you not only wasted your time, you're actually getting the wrong advice. And so I do think from that perspective, AI is going to be there 24-7, and it would have a higher potential 
probability of being right a lot more frequently than what I have seen from their support staff in the past. Yeah. Well, if it started working well for them too, then maybe that can be incorporated into Messenger for other businesses and things like that as well. So, well, there is a new section of Facebook that's going to be impacted on AI in a way that I think could backfire. And we'll talk about that here in just a second. I just wanted to let you know, though, I mean, if you've been curious about how the marketers around you are rocking social media, every year we put out this social media marketing industry report massive study goes into this, a ton of work. And the 15th annual version of this is out now. You can discover what thousands of marketing pros have in store for their organic social media strategies, video marketing ads for the coming year in this massive report. So if you want to grab it, don't wait. You can get it right now. Go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash 23 report for 2023. Socialmediaexaminer.com slash 23 report. So in the ads part of Facebook, there was a thing with verified pages and some hackers, and this got ugly quickly. So update us on kind of what happened and then what Meta's response was to this, Allie. Yeah, so people were getting scammed basically by these verified pages that looked to be Meta. So I think probably most of us have gotten these emails where it looks like it's from Meta and it's you know telling you you've got an ad that's rejected or things like this. They're trying to get you to click on the link and they're just phishing but these were actual ads from Meta and they were verified and they were really duping a lot of people because of that. And so initially, you know, there was a lot of speculation about is this related to the new verification process? How did this happen? So ultimately it looks to be disconnected from verification. So if you've gone through the verification process, you know that actually happens on the personal level where you have got to, you know, submit ID, things like that. And that is something where you cannot change the name of your page after that takes place. So these were previously verified pages that a group of hackers got access to. They changed the name of the page. They also updated all the content on the page. You know, they had what appeared to be like the meta cover photo, different content. They really went all in on trying to, you know, get people to fall for the scam. And so a lot of people did. Basically, the moral of the story is if you do not see facebook.com, fb.com, or meta.com, it is not related to Facebook. They were trying to get people to go to a different ad account, essentially a different ads manager. They said you needed to download this new tool to be able to run your advertising. And it was just a scam, potentially putting, you know, harmful malware on somebody's devices. So Be cautious always. I had to go through this when I brought on a new assistant, you know, teaching her kind of how to go through my email and things like that. She would get some of these emails and say, looks like your ad account got shut down or something like that. And I really had to show her, you click on that email address. And if it is not one of these domains, it's not real. Don't touch it. Just delete it or mark it as spam and move along. So unfortunately, we're in a day and age where there are a lot of scammers and hackers that put quite a bit of effort into deceiving people. So you always have to approach it from you know a level of skepticism before you click on anything that would have important information in it or you know a link like this that could put bad stuff on your computer. Yeah. And sometimes I see people fall for stuff and I'm just like, really? You fell for that? But like this was a business page with 28,000 followers, one of them called meta ads with the yeah. verified check mark and everything. Yeah. Well, at least they got that shut down. A couple of other updates in ads manager and things that you've been doing that you wanted to share. Update us on those real quick. 
Yeah, so they have made a recent change to the aggregated event measurement section. So hopefully everybody is familiar with this, but ultimately I know that not everyone is just, you know, working with people in my mentorship program, I see all the time that they don't know about domain verification. They don't know about aggregated event measurement. Well, this was the process where after iOS 14, you were required to verify your domain. You were also required to go into a section called aggregated event measurement, where you would select the different conversion events that applied to you and prioritize them from most important to least important. This was a very important piece of successfully running conversion campaigns. So you were required to do the domain verification before you could do aggregated event measurement, but they are actually phasing out the way that you optimize and prioritize those. So aggregated events are not going away as a whole. It's still an important piece of that, you know, Apple iOS update that happened back in, I believe, 2020. But we're not going to have to do that yet. I don't know what they're going to replace it with. I don't know how they're going to determine which of those events are most important to you or if they're just going to say, you know, whatever you are using in this specific campaign as that conversion event, that's what we believe is most important to you at this time. So they haven't released all the details, but that is something that is no longer even going to be available in Events Manager. And the domain verification will no longer be a requirement for that. So there might still be a need to verify your domain for certain reasons, but you are not going to have to do it and you're not going to have to select your domain at the ad level when creating your ads. So I think those are two pretty big things that are happening. It's kind of one of those phased rollouts or rollbacks, I guess, in this case. Yeah. So some people might start to see that those options are gone or changed in their account. Other people may not. A couple of other changes that I've seen to ads recently is when you are selecting the leads objective, which is going to give you the ability to do a couple of different types of ads. We now have an option where you can select lead forms and messenger in the same exact option. So this is something that was previously split up. You only had the option to do lead forms or messenger for your lead generation ads but now you can actually select them both and it is going to potentially optimize based on where someone is most likely to not just respond, but to give you their contact info. Hmm. So I do feel like this is a pretty cool change. We are still testing it. So at the end of the day, I don't really know if it's going to be better one way or the other. Sometimes the changes are, sometimes they aren't, but that is a new option to be aware of, particularly if you run lead form campaigns and messenger campaigns, you might be able to kind of consolidate some of those campaigns into one. Okay. Another change is related to location targeting. So as you know, I work with a lot of local businesses and they are really focused on reaching people who live in their area. You know, a ton of home service related businesses or right. the things that matter if you live there. And they used to have a drop down where by default, it would say living in or recently in this location. But for the most part, we would select living in. That was one of the drop down options. You also have, you know, traveling in or only recently in. Right. They are removing those drop down options and it is now going to consistently be 
living in or recently in this location. So what that means is unfortunately, a lot of the ads that those advertisers that you know want to focus on people who actually have a residence in a certain area, they're going to end up reaching you know travelers as well. So there's no drop down at all is what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. I think this is a really significant change. Again, not going to be seen in everyone's account just yet, but this has been updated in their documentation. They didn't make an announcement of this change. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> they kind of subtly just snuck it in there, but it is again reflected in their documentation regarding location targeting. So it is something that's happening and definitely something to be aware of as a local business or, you know, just anyone who wants to reach residents, whether it's a country, a state or a city, those things are going to, you know, potentially impact everybody. Yeah. Could water down the ad spend for sure. Definitely. And then I guess the final thing that I'll mention is standard enhancements. This is a relatively newer thing. I, I believe we've mentioned it on some of the recent shows that we've done together, but this has, it's kind of changed in terms of where it is. You have to upload your media first. But I really want to just encourage everyone to make sure that the standard enhancements are turned off. There are four different enhancements. One of them is just called standard enhancements. One of them is for image brightness and contrast, and they have music. So, you know, if you want to let them brighten up your image, add more contrast or add music to a static image. Okay, that's fine. But the standard enhancements toggle, do not keep that on. I don't even know why they have it, to be honest, but it essentially will just shuffle around all of your ad copy. It'll take your headline and make it your primary copy. I have only (sighs) seen it reduce results. You might look at a campaign and say, what's going on? Why am I not getting any conversions? Why am I not getting any sales? And it's that toggle. Yes, because they're not even seeing your copy. They'll see your headline and then the creative. And how can you expect someone to really be interested in something that they know nothing about? Wow. So I've seen a lot of people overlook it. It's a very easy thing to overlook. So just really be diligent about checking that. It's at the ad level related to the media when you upload that. So again, it is a big one to tank your results. So make sure that you keep the standard enhancements off. That's a great tip. I'm a fan of AI and making things better, but I've never been comfortable with like, we're going to make something you haven't seen and then charge you to show it to people. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, no, thank you there. No, thank you there. Well, speaking of AI, one thing that Facebook is testing that I think could backfire, they're calling them advanced stories and they're AI generated. Talk to us about what this is exactly. You know, this is basically going to be AI creating stories for you based on things that you have already uploaded in the past. It kind of knows your interest and things like that. They are not super clear on if they're taking your existing content and making these stories with AI or if they're actually generating brand new content that is simply based on the content you've shared in the past. So again, kind of inauthentic, like stories are supposed to be, you know, in the moment, they're supposed to be authentic. I do believe businesses will probably test that first because typically businesses, unless they're really focused on, you know, helping people with Instagram or helping people with stories, that is one of the features or pieces of content that can be hard to keep up with because you know that you're putting energy into something that's going to disappear after 24 hours and 
you know, maybe you've never seen a tremendous boost in terms of people viewing your stories or responding or whatever. So they may not be doing a lot of stories. I think this is their way of trying to make it easier to do stories, but we'll have to see how that goes. It still represents your business though. I was watching yeah. a TV show last week and one of the characters had written an AI program for his phone that would send his girlfriend text messages and, hey baby, thinking about you. And she found out and she was like, I was really touched to get those messages. And now I just, like, you weren't thinking about me. And he's like, I, I was thinking about you when I wrote the code. <laughs> you know, That's about how authentic this sounds. And I've never had Facebook or Instagram generate a reel for me based on stories or anything else that I was like, oh, this is good. I want to publish this now. I agree. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So speaking of reels, you know, they're something you may have already seen this, but on the consumer side, users are going to be able to basically say, show more or more or show less of this type of reel. So just kind of be aware that that's out there. And then also they're giving consumers a little bit more information with some labels essentially to explain why people are seeing reels. Is that kind of your interpretation of it where they're kind of adding a label like you're seeing this because of XYZ? Yeah, so you know, again, kind of going back to the fact that a lot of the content we're seeing are reels and 20% of the feed is AI, you know, telling us that these are things we might be interested in. I believe these changes are, you know, a direct correlation with that. They want to make sure that you know why you're seeing content when you're not following somebody you wouldn't know otherwise. So they are saying, you know, you're seeing this because your friend has liked it, or you're seeing this because you follow so-and-so or because you engaged with content related to X, Y, and Z. So I do think they're doing that to ensure that people don't think that hey, have I started following a bunch of accounts that I yeah. didn't actually follow? It could throw people off. And then because of that, being able to click on the three little dot menu where you can say, hey, I want to see more of this. I want to see less of this. So you can give AI the feedback about, yes, I do want this type of content or no, I was just doing research for a company I'm working with and <laughs> now my feed is completely overtaken. This is the marketer's life, right? <laughs> Definitely. You know, but they are saying that if your reel gets feedback where it says, yes, I want to see more like this, that will actually help your reels ranking. Oh, I'm sure. And the opposite would be true too. So if they say, no, I want to see less of this, then it will hurt it. However, I feel like that's kind of BS truthfully, because if AI is the one that might be sharing this content with someone in the first place, Maybe that person wasn't the intended audience. And if they're saying, hey, I want to see less of this, and then it hurts the performance of your reel, that's just, yeah. you know, it's a little sketchy. We're living in this world where so many things are changing because of AI, that it's going to be a constant experiment of how it impacts real people, you know, how it impacts just the things that we do in our daily lives, and then constantly trying to tweak and improve things to make it a more seamless process. So I think we're going to we're going to see a lot of things like this over the next couple of years, for sure. Well, and my favorite Facebook update as of recently is this next story. So it's like, okay, Facebook, are you going to do reels or not? Like there's so much further ahead on Instagram. Yeah. But they did add a new place, a new update for consumers to watch reels. So explain what that is, and then I'll tell you why it's my favorite story of the week. Yeah. So they're actually going to add Facebook reels to the top of the Facebook watch tab to allow people to, I don't know, actually find reels. Yeah. I feel like it's almost impossible to find previously where to actually go to see reels on Facebook. 
even myself, you know, I have it set to when I share a reel on my Instagram profile for it to go to my Facebook profile. I will go to the Facebook profile to try and find that piece of content and I can't even do it. Yeah. It feels almost impossible to do so. And then you're also going to have the ability to switch pretty seamlessly from viewing the longer form content to viewing the reels on Facebook. So I don't really know why it's taken them so long to do this, given that reels has been a focus on Instagram for a while, but it might now actually get a little bit more traction on Facebook from this really simple change. Yeah. The thing I'm hearing is, yeah, Facebook is still moving forward with reels, but as you sort of just demonstrated, the easiest way to post a reel on Facebook was to post it on Instagram and say, yeah, put it on Facebook too. Yep, exactly. Because people would say, oh, how do I post a, a reel on my Facebook profile? And I'm like, okay, open the Facebook app on your phone, scroll until you see some reels. And then right underneath, it'll say create reel. Yeah. And sometimes you have to scroll for a while before you would even see that. I mean, it's been the hardest thing to do. And so now if you go to that reels tab on the watch tab, then you'll see that create button and you can actually do it right away finally, which is nice. Now in business pages, you can do them in meta business suite. It's been a little clearer, but I still would love to talk to the head of reels at Facebook and go, what's going on here? Just it's working on Instagram. Just do that. I know, you know, it seems so simple. Yeah. We'll be in good shape. So, all right. Quick update, Facebook is sunsetting the paid online events. If you've ever used those, I did some trainings on those. It was kind of flawed because you could charge people and come to an event, it was great, but then you may not even get your money from Facebook for like two months. So anyway, that's going down. If you have any events up, you have until June 14th to access or download any of the data related to paid online events, all right? Quick reminder, get your copy of the 15th annual Social Media Marketing Industry Report right now. Go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash 23 report, and you can grab that right now. Allie, where can we find out more about you? Well, you can definitely check me out on YouTube. I talk about things, Facebook and Instagram ads, automation, sales processes, all that good stuff, or my podcast, Marketing Inc. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So definitely wherever you are, check me out and I would love to chat. All right. And if you want to add a podcast to your listening lineup, we have two for you to check out the Social Media Marketing Podcast, as well as the Web3 Business Podcast available wherever you listen to your podcasts. And until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.